Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 233 of We Podcast, and we know things where we recap all of the week's nerdy news, even if we miss a week. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. Head on over to We Podcast, We Know Things Instagram to find out the real reason we missed out last week. <laughs> I wonder how I put in hashtag joke. Like, I really hope people don't think that the reason that we but missed it, it's last funny week. that someone may look at that like I can maybe I that could see be, it, you know, <laughs> I could see it. He like, was in a little bit of pain. But you'll have to go to our Instagram to, to figure out what we're talking about if like you haven't seen it. Like, I don't think they would think it was me, but maybe if they looked twice and they had a couple dude, of drinks. Dude, the dude kind of looks like me a little bit. Like, I could see it. Now, I got a better body, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> if Fat Thor was a thing, I know I got the better body. But but I got the Peloton. I've been back counting calories. I'm already down a few LBs. Peloton kicks your ass. So I am, uh, good to I hear. am on the journey. I mean, if like... If spending that amount of money on a piece of exercise equipment doesn't motivate your ass to finally get into shape, I don't know what will. <laughs> I just don't. We are live here on Zencaster. Again, apologies for missing last week's show. Believe me, we wouldn't have to have missed the show if we didn't have to miss the show. You know, we uh, pod human resources is no joke. So, you know, we have to follow real. We have to follow protocol. And we appreciate everybody out there who reached out and was wondering where the show was and just offered well wishes. We truly mean it when we say like just thank you so much it did it really did we got our picks of the week tonight which we're both really excited we think we have the same one we haven't given any hints except both our movies if we have the same one which we think dude i'm like 99.99 it's the same exact movie yeah i would not be shocked that's so we have picks of the week we got trivia four and a half for sam three and a half for me we got movies where we're going to kick it off with the mortal Kombat review as by the time you're listening to this mortal Kombat is available in theaters and on hbo max for a month shang chi got a trailer i watched it once and then forgot to watch it before the show so i kind of forget everything but that's okay i can at least tell you my hype in the moment uh we have some delays so the wait is the hardest part uh we got some updates on sony and Jim Henson, of all people, before we go into TV with Ted Lasso news. I'm so excited for that. Secret Invasion news. Castlevania news. How I Met Your Mother is getting uh, a sequel spinoff. It, We're going to talk I, I, about I have, it. I have something to add for that. So I think that's going to be you know, a nice conversation. I am. I guess I'm looking forward to talking about it now. I surely wasn't beforehand. But something I am interested in talking about, and I did not get his impressions of it yet, is the trailer for Modoc the series coming to Hulu next month. We've both watched the debut trailer. We'll give our thoughts before Sam takes over in gaming. I have impressions of a Resident Evil uh, 8 Village demo that dropped last week. We have our March NPD. We have a couple of new games coming from Naughty Dog and the PlayStation family who finally listened to the community for once. We'll talk about what that means. An update on the next Bioshock game. Our top three favorite boss battles in video games so excited to talk about that one some music news uh a lego story before sam hits us with his weekly wada yeah and and we will get on out and and i'm already getting low on my wada games you know wada is so backed up you know i I still have games from there from 2020 so uh i only have probably a few episodes left of it of for wada games until uh until we pick up some more so we'll see what happens I'll just I'll figure something out to do a spotlight on. I, don't I, know. I mean, I we'll, think I have one or two cards. CGC cards and you two got PSAs. Cards. 
Yeah. So we got we got some stuff still. We got at least a month. I'll have to go deep content. in the pockets. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. But again, a, a pretty packed show. But let's start it off where we customarily do. Uh, I am excited to hear your. No, I, probably I, my. I think you should just start it because I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. All right. I'll go first then with our picks of the week. Uh, I don't remember the last time I gave my pick of the week first. It's not what we customarily do, but my pick of the week is nobody. Same. Yeah. hundred okay. percent. I oh I paid, God. I paid the 20 bucks. Oh my Me too. I bought it on demand. Oh my, or rented it. Whatever you want. Yeah. Buy. I got my Amazon. Same, same, same. I should have just gotten your logins. Oh, <laughs> we could have passed and only spent 10, but that's fine. You Dude, know, all right. So the movie deserves. We're gonna it. go. Spo- we'll go spoiler free here because it's a brand new movie. It just came out to theaters. It's available on demand. But like, I'm not ready to go spoilers for everybody. It's kind of one of those movies where you kind of get you know what you're getting. But I didn't expect it to go places that it did. And uh, it's not my favorite movie of the year, but it's definitely gonna be in contention when we get to the end of the year for our top three. It was so good. It's a movie where I don't know. I i just had fun with it i i i yeah. love the supporting cast i thought bob odenkirk was fantastic and you know it, it, considering what this is basically like a, a john wick i you know possibly in the same universe you know we don't know but you know i'm sure we will soon written by part of the team that wrote john wick so definitely could yeah, be produced by universe. david leach who co-directed john wick yeah so like it's got a lot of that but there i think there's more to it it doesn't like with john wick you know, they're very early. There's the thing that happens, and yeah, then he no, just of course, goes. It's it, it's not as as deep and maybe personal in that in that regard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This time, Bob Odenkirk. Uh, I forget his character's name. Um, Mitch. No, I, I can't remember. Hutch. Hutch. Thank you. He goes. You see his everyday life. You see a lot more story build up character arc. His family is involved. So like, there's a lot more to him. His dad, like there's a secret radio guy. Like I, you know, I really thought that there was a lot more build up than just, okay, somebody did something to, you know, bad that deserves revenge. Yeah. And so like, if you've seen a John Wick movie, you kind of know what you're getting with this. It's the badass nonstop action. The action was great. The gore was just enough. There was only one part where I felt a little squeamish and that was on a bus. I'll just say that. Oh yeah, that's fair. I mean, look at this guys, Connie Nielsen. She was queen Hippolyta in the, you know, the DC, you know, the DC movies. You had Rizza, Michael Ironside, and you had Christopher Lloyd, who's 82 years old. And was badass in this movie, especially in Act Like this was probably his short and funny and awesome awesome roles to just get this kind of late in his career. And I, I had an absolute blast. Mm. This movie was, it had some comedic stuff in there, but it was more of just like a straight good time. Turn your brain off, watch a good movie. And like, I would recommend this to anybody who is, if you're excited for mortal Kombat, yeah. like there's a, there, there exists a parallel where nobody is like the perfect movie for you. It's so good. Give it a shot. It didn't, Here's what I will say about what I loved about it. it. Never once felt long. No, it's it's number one. It's ninety two minutes. It had a budget of sixteen million. Already made over thirty five million, which is great. So ho- hopefully we'll get, depending a sequel or depending where they go from that. Um, I, I again, I think they that's why they were able to do what they wanted to do on this rated R movie. Of the budget was low, so that's why they were like able to keep it. Bob Odenkirk produced it, and to be honest, I I didn't know the man had it in him. Obviously, we've been watching him for years with uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, but 
he he really again when he said he trained for two years he wasn't kidding yeah he shined he showed a different side of himself from an acting perspective this you know this was one of my favorite if not you know i i think saul goodman i don't think is ever gonna get better than that from like his role oh that last episode might say something but (laughs) this uh damn this might have been like the second Maybe my second favorite Bob Odenkirk character. Yeah, I mean, he's been in a lot of obviously people. It's got 82% of Rotten Tomatoes. So obviously everyone's loving it so far. I haven't heard anyone say they disliked it. I had a coworker say he he loved it as well. He said he may even have liked it better than John Wick. I I didn't, I don't think I felt that, but I was like, huh, okay. And there was a nice, I don't know if you saw it, there was a mid credit scene. Just to uh, like, if I did watch it, I don't remember. Yeah, just, just say it. There was a little, little mid credit scene, which was fun. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I liked it better than Wick 2 and Wick 3 for sure. I don't know if I like it better than Wick 1, but I think at least it's there's at least a conversation to be had. I, I, um, I Again, it's a movie where I, I had a blast. I knew what I was getting into going in. I loved every character. I thought it was great, and I really hope that they, they continue this. You know, keep, keep the budget 15, 20, 25 million. You'll, you'll definitely profit. And there, I'll tell you, they do not shy away from the violence. Oh, the gore is there. So if you're squeamish, you may want to skip this one. Yes. Like I said, especially one particular part on a bus scene that involves a neck. And I was going to say one of the ending scenes. uh, I don't think I've ever seen something like that in a movie. And I thought that was awesome. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but, you know, just say it had had a little bang to it. Oh, oh, of of how. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm thinking awesome. about it. There was like a police shield and a bang. It was, it was, it was cool. Yeah, it's definitely, I it's definitely it worth the 92 minutes. And, and again, we, we, it was only 20 bucks to support this movie. Obviously, I think our theaters only open three days a week right now. So, you know, I'm still only, you know, one shot into the vaccine. So I'm going to wait a little bit more. So I was able to, you know, spend 20 bucks and I, I think it was worth every cent. Yeah, me and you were both halfway. I'll be uh, May second. I'll be I'll be fully vaxxed. Well, I guess two weeks after that. But so by the time my birthday rolls around, I'll be yeah. I'll be I, ready th- to I be think I'm the vaxxed and waxed. Oh, yeah, I think May fourteenth is my last one. Good for you. Yeah, man. So the world is getting back to normal because awesome movies like Nobody are out. That was we. I kind of figured. I said to you earlier this week, you're gonna love my pick of the week. And uh, as soon as you said that you're psyched for yours, I was like, uh oh. But that's cool. <laughs> I think that's like the first time we've legitimately had. The same pick of the week. Yeah, it may, may, may have been one other time, but again, this is something that I know we, we love the trailer. We love, obviously, the actors and, you know, something maybe now where we, we're looking for new content and this was just right up our alley. And this is a movie, you know what I loved about this movie the most, and then we'll move on, is I feel like this wasn't a one and done for me. Like, if I rewatch this, it'll be just as entertaining. Yeah. Oh no. And I'm going to look for little things and that I missed. The, it, it, the, the director, Aya Noshler, his first movie he directed was Hardcore Henry. Oh, there you go. So I was like, oh, and this is, I think, I believe this is only his second movie he ever directed. So I was like, wow. You know, yeah. so I, that's why I just said I, I really enjoyed the movie. And I think if you guys, you know, give it a chance, I think you will too. Let's get into a trivia. Four and a half for you. Three and a half for me. Let's keep it on me uh, first. I'll give you the question. Yeah, because uh, I, 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 I got an easy one today. I, I just saw this question. I was like, all right, it's easy. It's up your alley. Give, give my boy slam dunk. He deserves it. I told you, I think you can get it. I don't think it'll be super obvious, but I think you can get it. All right. So that's that's what I think for Do your it. question. On IMDb, not Rotten Tomatoes, not Metacritic. I'm talking IMDb. What is Vin Diesel's lowest rated movie? Vin Diesel's lowest rated movie. On IMDb specifically. God, he was in a lot of shit, huh? 
Yeah, and I'm not doing like he had a slight cameo. Like, because then we're talking Tokyo Drift, and that doesn't count. Yeah, okay. I was just, uh, he had to have been in the movie. Okay, like, to... a main character. Or Stark. Yeah, I'm trying to think. You know, obviously, all the Fast and Furious, they made a boatload of money. Pitch Black made money. Chronicles of Reddick. But making money does not necessarily mean good rated. I'm not talking gross. Oh, yeah, you're, you're talking rated. Rating on IMDB specifically. I have one, but let me hear him just to be safe. Okay. Was it? The Pacifier. Was it Triple X? Was it The Last Witch Hunter? Or was it Knockaround Guys? Knockaround Guys. Was that the one you had in your head? Yeah. No, that is his fourth lowest grossing. Or I'm sorry, not grossing. It was number three. Fourth lowest. It was The Pacifier. Wow. 5.6 on IMDb. I think it's got a 30 on Rotten Tomatoes, which would still be his lowest. Tied with Knockaround Guys. Yeah, that 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 was him. Even though I kind of liked that one, it was him and Barry Pepper. I don't know. I kind of liked that one, but. For some reason, I thought the critics butchered it. All right, here's your alley-oop, my friend. How many overworlds are there in Cuphead? Three. No, well, whoa, 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 whoa. You mean islands or overworlds? Because there's only one overworld, but I think there's three islands. So I'm going to... Well, I'm I know the, qu- the question I found, it said, how many overworlds are there in Cuphead? That there was are the three qu- islands. I'll go with three. Um, it's incorrect. It says four. Unless they're counting the main overworld. So it's it's okay. We're doing like the thing where I trust you. Maybe I'm missing something. Uh, I think Cuphead's got three islands. And so like, unless they're counting something I'm missing, maybe you go to hell at the end. To, I don't remember if you go to fight. So I put how many the, overworlds are there in Cuphead? A Cuphead question, though. That's crazy. Yeah, I... I don't know where I saw the question. I don't know. I'm sorry, my friend, if that wasn't it. Uh, it's okay. I'm trying it's, to like. So you ready for this? <laughs> How many worlds are there? Overworlds are there in Cuphead? The first thing I see is the answer to that isn't very simple. <laughs> it's the first thing I see. <laughs> there are currently three worlds and a finale. So we'll count it as four because of the finale world. Okay. And so I knew there were three islands. I All right. I'll, I'll just know I'm upset about it. So no, your you your four is the right answer. That's what we'll go with. That's but I'm we'll but with. I'm I feel some sort of way. <laughs> it's four and a half for you, three and a half for me as we continue in our race to eleven, win by two. But we're going to go into the movie section because again, by the time you're listening to this podcast, it's out. And no, I'm not talking about episode two of Big Shot. No, I'm not talking about the new Mighty Ducks episode. I'm not talking about the Falcon of the Winter Soldier season finale. And we're not talking am, about Invincible. I am talking about. Mortal. Oh yeah, Invincible comes out on Friday too, episode seven, I believe. Uh, we're talking about Mortal Kombat is out now. It is available in theaters on HBO Max for thirty days. Go check it out. And here is the review of what IGN had to say about it, fresh off the presses around six o'clock tonight, and we're recording at eight. And so. I, don't, I don't know. I, I didn't see this one yet, so I'm interested. In a spectacular display of blood, guts, and effects-heavy martial arts battles, this new take on the -the over-the-top story of the Mortal Kombat fighting games perhaps bites off a little more than it can chew by attempting what is essentially an origin story and an Avengers-esque superhero team-up all in one. As a result, the first half stalls out a bit as it backs up a dump truck of exposition, and even 
excuse me, and even then some characters that really deserve some more time in the spotlight end up being shallow and forgettable. Still, it finds its footing in the second half and delivers a gleefully cheesy and entertaining take on one of gaming's most historic franchises and a solid starting point for future films. Seven. It's a solid seven. And my God, that is all I want. No, and, and, and that's perfect. You know, I, you, you texted me earlier in the week. So I had said, did you watch seven minutes? I was like, no, Greg, I'm going to be patient and I'm going to wait for this movie. The next day I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you're a better man than I. And then you snoop down to my level. All I know is Hiroyuka Sonata as yeah. Hanzo, Hanzo is the man. I, like I yeah. said before, I loved him from Last Samurai. I have no doubt. I'm ab- I'm, I'm going to love this movie. The seven minutes I was already in. Take my money. Can't wait to watch it tomorrow. There was more blood in the seven minutes there than there were in the first two movies combined. How many times uh, were you saying, get over here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And it's cool because like they even they even go into a point. Now, this isn't spoilers because the first seven minutes is literally available anywhere. Um, they go into a point where like his spear doesn't always come out of his hand. And like it's almost the origin of his spear, yeah. too. And it's just it was just really, really cool. You knew Bihan and this. Well, if you're a Mortal Kombat fan, you know, Bihan and and uh Oh my God, Scorpions. The Hanzo Hasashi have a very long backstory. That's where this film kind of goes as opposed to a tournament arc. I guess the tournament will be in the sequels. Um, the, the actor who plays Sub-Zero said in an interview in the last two days that he signed up for four more films. So there is plenty of potential for sequels in this franchise. Keep them coming. I again. So as of as of right now, the movie, the movie had a what ninety five million dollar budget. It already made twenty million. So I'm pretty sure we're gonna get there. We're gonna get over a hundred million. So I'm pretty sure we're gonna get these other movies. Yeah. James and, Wan didn't sign on to produce this movie just for one. And it's gonna get you know the HBO Max push has proven not to be as great as anybody initially thought. They they're up eleven million subs year over year, which is good it's not great especially when you had a bunch of high level movies already hit the service uh 2.5 since the year began i believe with and that's with all the warner brother stuff so you know it's not pushing subs like crazy especially now that theaters are starting to open back up you saw godzilla versus kong did fairly well in the theaters actually and so it's the highest grossing movie in a long time um so at least pandemic wise so i mean there's a lot to love about you know the potential for this film I don't go into it expecting to see the co- the combat tournament. Go into it expecting to get a lot of origin stories and the a lot of the Sub Zero versus Scorpion kind of backstory. Yeah, and which I'm fine with. You know, we we got so many freaking Sam is getting you know, we so many movie updates. with the tournament. No, it's so many fucking my, computers. My, the the, lab, <laughs> know, the laptop. Yeah, it's, we're done. Your laptop. I'm going just gonna have to nuts. try to shut. Goddamn, mute because... it. Hit the fucking mute button. <laughs> Turn the volume off. It's simple. No, it's, it it's done. It it's done. It, there's, I'll get every beat to make sure we get in this podcast. <laughs> he got a phone ringing earlier. We got the beeps of the computer. Our pets' heads are falling off. Oh you no! Know, but it's anyway, been a week. We're rusty. Yeah, for real. What, what were you saying about the Mortal Kombat movie? Though? Oh no! I was. We have the, what he said was already the writer was in the interview stating if this is successful, the sequel will have the tournament, which I'm sure is going right. to bring in you know all these other characters that we haven't seen yet. Now, do, I don't know if HBO Max does the midnight drop or the three AM drop. I'm not sure on the East Whatever, Coast. Probably what, the three AM. 
and w- whatever it is, shit, I'm already going to be sleeping. So uh, as soon as, you know, after I'm up, workout's done, boom, it's Mortal Kombat it's, time. It's, it's midnight for me. Um, like I'd, I, I, if it's midnight, I just think it'll be 3 a.m. because then it's midnight on the West Coast. So it doesn't drop a day early for the West Coasters. So I, I don't know. But like for me, man, like I'm, I do the workouts at night now after Helena goes to bed. So it's like. I got to wait even longer. Plus you got Falcon and then for you invincible. And then for me, big shot and Mighty yeah, dude, ducks for Friday's an event. Well, There's like five ducks. different shows to watch for real. I mean, Friday is a busy day. So like I was, that's why uh, Godzilla versus Kong was so nice because that dropped on a Wednesday. Yeah. And true. so like you kind of didn't have that. And plus we could do impressions 24 hours later. So Warner brothers for our sake, selfishly, if you could do that more often, that'd be great. Would, would be great. I'm looking forward to this movie. I'm looking forward to, you know, there were a couple spoiler free reviews out there on the internet. I was taking a look at, and there are a lot of the, a lot of the same feelings from this review are kind of what the common thing is. The first half kind of stutters a little bit. Second half picks it up and it's just a decent movie. It's not going to light the world on fire, which is fine. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for just another kind of nobody movie where it's like, do I, am I entertained? You know, that's what I'm looking for. But what I think I'm most excited about are the cameos from the characters we haven't heard about yet. Um, You know, I think we saw a little bit of reptile in the trailers, but let's get more of that. Let's, is there smoke? Is there Shiva? Is there, are there characters from the games that have not been in the trailers yet that we haven't seen? Cause that's what I think I'm super psyched to see. There's little cameos. those little things that I can point out. Um, that, that so, I'm okay. So you see, so you actually do think there's still a secret character that they didn't show us yet. I think there are multiple. I think there are multiple characters because I'm talking villains. You got a whole shit ton of villains that I mean, you know, I, I hope so. I would, lo- I would love to be surprised. I would not want to go in there like, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're all we're, They already said we're not getting Johnny Cage. So I was like anyone to anyone but him is is on the table. Right. I don't necessarily know if we'll get Kitana because I know Molina's in the movie, but we haven't seen Kitana yet. I, I don't know. She's a princess who's really in with Liu Kang and really involved in the tournament. So maybe that's better for the sequel as well. Um, the only trepidation I have about this movie. Now, I haven't heard anything bad about it, which is good, is the Cole Young character. The character they created specifically for this movie does not uh, 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 is not involved in the game franchise. It Does he stick his landing a little bit? I haven't heard that he doesn't. So that's fine with me if he's just another cool character that we can grow with. No, I, I, I agree hundred percent. So next week we'll have our impressions on the movie. Spoiler free. We'll have our impressions on Falcon, the winter soldier finale and, and all oh that. My good God, stuff. You're like, shit. It's the finale. <laughs> yeah. Shit. So we're going to, we're going to have a lot to talk about next week on two thirty four. Stay tuned for that, but let's continue to move on. We got a debut trailer for Shang Chi. We've been waiting for this one for a really long time and we finally got it. What did you think? Uh, I I think this looks freaking awesome. I, I think yeah. Sam Liu is going to be great as, as Shang Chi, and we're finally going to get the real Mandarin. Finally, uh, after I, that double true, we got an Iron Man three. It, it sounds like they're even retconning like the events of Iron Man three and like the fake Mandarin thing. It sounds like that's not even going to be talked about, and this is just going to be the Mandarin. Yeah, well, I mean, because they know that Iron Man 3 was hated, that people hated that version of Mandarin. Like, you have to do him justice, and I think Tony Wong is going to do a great job. Yeah, he, and, oh my god, like. And you have Aquafina, she's in it also. And she's the comic relief character, we know that, she's the bus driver in the the trailer and stuff. Like I said, I don't remember 
everything yeah. that happened in the trailer, but I do remember a lot of the power rings going on. So I see the 10 rings. Yeah. I remember a lot of that. Aquafine is probably the friend that obviously has no idea of his past. And, you know, then they obviously have probably in a crazy adventure. Yeah. To and say the least. So, yeah. And so, like, was it Simi Lu? I think Simu Lu. Simu Lu, I think it is. Uh, yeah, who's Shenzhou? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He is in um, Kim's Convenience. So he's kind of got the comedic chops. And so I'm really excited for that aspect. I think Marvel movies are generally very funny. I think this is going to go for that too, especially with a pretty comedic lead. Um, I'm excited for the action scenes. Again, buses. Bus scenes apparently are just baller. Uh, Action on buses. But like the the martial arts look great. It looks like it's going to have some comedic chops. It's a story I'm interested in. It's a new story from a Marvel perspective. It's a brand new character. I always love when that happens. So this is a movie I personally am completely sold on. Yeah, they, again, I think I'm more excited to see this than I am to see Black Widow. I can't me, think of a Marvel there. movie I'm more excited about than this right now. A Marvel movie that I'm more excited about. This is probably the top of my list because there's not a ton of movies that have been announced. I know. I mean, you know, I think like, the only one, obviously, could, could you? I could say Spider-Man just because you have you know, well, Doc Ock, obviously. Well. That's to me though. That's a Sony movie. That's not in the MCU. Like, I mean, it is, I guess, but it's partly. Okay, Sony. no, no, I, I hear you. Fair point. Fair you got point. Guardians three. You got Thor: Love and Thunder, and I am super excited for this, especially Guardians three. So maybe Guardians three holds that top spot, but I don't really think it matters. the The point that of it is is that it looks really good. I'm really excited to see it, and I think I'm all set on seeing stuff. Like, I'm good if they, we're going to get more. It's April and the movie doesn't come out till September. But like, I'm good if they don't want to show us any more of this movie. Like, I, I, I feel like we say that after every time we see a trailer, which is the truth. Like, they already have us have our money. But again, they're just going to have to do that final push just to get everyone interested in it. And I'm, I'm already in. I already love the martial arts part of it. And, and I, I already know that this is probably going to be on, like, the upper tier level of me for marvel movies i just brought up thor love and thunder a minute ago we have some news and update on that russell crowe as we had announced that he was cast in thor uh love and thunder and now we know who he's gonna play he's gonna play zeus i i mean why not yeah for real you know what i mean i i i I guess that'll work huh we did not know if it was going to be like one of those short cameos, like a Melissa McCarthy, Matt Damon type thing, or if he was going to have a bigger role. Now, listen, he could be throwing us off the scent because he's the one who kind of let it, the cat out of the bag on this. He could be doing the fake Zeus. He could be like on the stage play or whatever. It could just be a giant ensemble of great cameos, or he could have legitimately let it slip out of the bag. That he's got a major role. Either way, though, it's kind of nice to know where we're going with him. Uh, we don't have to sit here and speculate for yeah, yeah. a year. <laughs> No, again, once he was, I think there was a picture of him with on the boat with Chris Hemsworth, and they were already speculating who the heck he was going to be cast. So again, good they got out in front of it. He's Zeus. Okay, good. The speculation can stop now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, again, excited for this movie. Didn't love any Thor film until Ragnarok, and I like Ragnarok. It's definitely not my favorite, but I like it. So I'm, I'm, this one's just going to be even goofier and wackier. And if there's any component to Fat Thor, at least in the beginning, my God. Just give me all the fat Thor. He was so good. I don't know. I think we're done with fat Thor. For the wait is the hardest part. We have a couple delays. Both of them hit home for you. Not really. I don't give a shit. Like if I don't give a shit, but yeah. I know you do to both of them. Mission Impossible 7 has been delayed until May 2022. 
I mean, obviously that one sucks the most because it's obviously next year. Top Gun, obviously our next story, which is delayed from July till November. Like that, I'm okay with this. Okay, we're still getting it this year, but Mission Impossible, the one I would probably want to see the most. Like, ah, damn it. I got to wait till a full year. Yeah, it sucks. Uh A a year and change still missing impossible. Like you said, July to November, not the biggest deal with that. August, September, October, November, four months. You you can get by. No problem. You got new Pokemon Snap next week. Let's go. That'll get you through. Just replay it 53 times and you'll be fine. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But anyway, um, I am, uh, again, not my types of movies. I don't care at all, but. It's just. I mean, we'll be fine. There's there's so much new content coming out anyway, so it's like, all right. I'm it's getting, all getting delayed. I'm getting, one, I'm getting one out of the two, so I'm, I'm happy. It's all getting delayed. All this new stuff we're so excited about. It's just like a suit. It's getting so close to release. Got to save something delayed. for 2022. Oh my god. That's probably why they did. Like, damn, we're not going to have anything for 2022. Let's push it back. We still have this one for this year. Yeah, that's that's the reason. Yep, because everything we thought 2020 we're like oh, i have 2021 for everything and now we're in 2021 and we're like oh man late 21 or 22 for everything it's like <laughs> we haven't even seen the, a lot of it for gaming yet it's getting there with a lot of the shit that's been delayed recently we're gonna start seeing that a little bit more oh yeah it's, uh, it's coming yeah, they're the running out of time oh man all right let's move on a live action rock'em sock'em robots movie is in development starring your trivia question Vin Diesel. Will this be his lowest rated movie? I, I mean, th- this one literally came out of left field. I, I literally, so I, I don't know how I feel. Like, I like Vin Diesel. Like, there's a lot of his movies I really enjoy. Yeah, Rock'em Sock'em Robots is even fun for six seconds. You know, I I, I can't even see how this one's going to look. Um, but, uh, you know, again, let me let me see a trailer first before I say anything. <laughs> really, though? <laughs> hey, like, it, it, it's ridiculous. I, I think we can all agree that, that this you, movie you sounds can. ridiculous. Is it is it going to be him playing the game in a competitive fashion, or, or is, is it, it going to be giant robots, or is it just animated control? and he's like the voice? I don't know. I oh, it's, no, it says a live action, so no. Yeah. Okay. I would assume that it's going to turn into a giant monster thing, and he controls the monster. It's kind of be like Zords from Power Rangers. It's just a bunch of Zord battles. I wish they That's turned it I'm into. Thinking. If they turned it into Zoids, that would be insane. I would love it. The hell's it? What What are Zoids? Oh. If anyone watched the Zoid show back in the oh day, oh my Tsunami. god! Didn't they, didn't they make a Switch game recently? Yeah, they, said they like did. You were all in it? Yeah, they did. Or it's coming out if they didn't. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Zoids like something to the west. Or Good something old like Big Cloud. No, but this one, the OG was just Zoids. The OG Zoids. with Big Cloud, twenty six yeah. episodes. I know that you and Nico are fans of that. Happy birthday! Shout out to Nico. Yes, sir. My nephew. My boy. Yeah. So. Uh, let's see what we got next. Sony. Oh, this is a good one. Sony and Disney have now reached a deal for streaming rights. Long story short, when movies are done, uh, when Sony movies are done, they're run on Netflix and in theaters, they're going to be able to come to Disney plus. And again, I, I think it's a long time coming, you know, might as well just lock up this deal. So you both can kind of make a couple bucks, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's like you got the Spider-Man movies, you got Venom, you got, the. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I guess the entire Venom universe now. Yeah, let there be everything. Fine. All so, the yeah, spinoffs that come with that. We got a lot of stuff that's going to be able to come in. And it's also... um, What? I'm missing one. I guess... Oh, Morbius and uh, Craven the Hunter. Yep. So there's going to be a lot of things that will be available on Disney+. Plus. I mean, that's... We're talking 23, 24 at this point for that. Yeah, if not later. Yeah, so I mean, they're. I think their Netflix run is at least going to be a year. 
I, I would imagine it would be at least a year. Um, so that's it's crazy that Sony movies are going to be on Disney. I am so shocked Sony doesn't have their own service. Um, I mean, like there were rumors that Sony and they're testing something in Poland, uh, like a PlayStation streaming service where you get a, a movie streaming service included with your PlayStation Plus subscription. Oh, yeah, I saw so, that. So, but that's only being tested in Poland for a year. And that's before or actually now after they signed this. So, like, at least announced. So, like, I can see a world where Sony does their own streaming service if this Poland thing goes well, but that won't even be for a while because of this Netflix and Disney Plus deal. Sony's been doing deals left and right the past couple months for their their movie properties. Man, they're climbing up the ladder and they're making that money while they can. Well, Sony movies are really not great. Yeah, so they got to partner with the people that are making the money. Kevin Feige has all the, obviously, everything he touches is gold, so why not go with him? I'm just... I'm at a point where I'm petrified for Uncharted. I'm petrified, which, you know, Tom Holland is even like, this is not my magnum opus. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, <laughs> um, if it was Nathan I'm, Fillion, different story. I'm petrified for like Twisted Metal and The Last of Us and all of that. I'm hanging just, by a thread. I'm really hanging by a thread. I know Sony's just, Sony's made making some weird decisions, but, you know, we'll, we, time will tell on all that. Jim Henson is getting a biopic called Muppet Man. At Disney Plus, and I added this because I am really interested. No, and, and I, I think this is long overdue. I, I think this man deserved this one probably years ago, but, you know, long time coming. Just get Tom Hanks to play him. Everything he says is a stitch. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And he, pro- <laughs> and he, and he, he probably will. It. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. He crushed it as uh, as Mr. Rogers. So just, like, yeah, he just could do let it. him be every famous old, older guy. Yeah, he'll be fine. I am. Oh my gosh! I'm so sorry, guys. I'm I, no, very, I, the, very, the best very... part is I love that you're yawning, coming up on probably your most hype ever story. <laughs> like to me, that that is the best. Like so, please keep it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, we're gonna switch over to TV now, and we're gonna talk about. There is no better news for me that happened this week. There cannot be. There could have been a Nintendo Direct, and I'd have been like, eh, but Ted Lasso season two got a release date not that far away. I was not anticipating July 23rd. Holy smokes. That's close. I cannot wait. Yeah. And again, I see and hear such great things of Ted Lasso. It's on my list. I will watch it one of these days. I, 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 he, he's obviously fantastic. He's funny as hell. And you know, did I also hear they got a season three or no? I, I would have to imagine they did or will because of the six. I mean, it's the flagship show on Apple TV plus there's nothing else gets talked about like Ted Lasso. Um, so I, I have to imagine that this is going to be the thing they anchor their service to. Um, also, I imagine it's been pirated to shit because who the fuck wants to pay for Apple TV plus I'm one of the weirdos that did. And it's actually really good service. Um, but for five bucks a month, like totally worth Ted Lasso alone, but that's, even cool, it got a trailer. So it wasn't just a release date. They had a full two-minute trailer. Yep. In, I, in October, it was renewed for a third season. Awesome. So, like, there are uh, there are all the returning characters you know and love from season one. There are some corny jokes. Jason Sudeikis brings it again with the dad joke vibes. I love it. People in Philly are calling our new – the uh, Eagles' new coach, Nick Sirianni. They're calling him Ted Lasso. Uh, it's just such a fun – environment to be a part of to know that this show is such in the mainstream and it deserves every praise that it gets i cannot wait for you to watch it you don't have to like sports to love this show my wife is a testament 
to that. She loved the show. It's just so good. That's great to hear. Amelia Clark has been added to the cast of Disney Plus's Secret Invasion series. I mean, dude, she, first she's on Game of Thrones. Hey, let's pop over to Marvel now. Hey, then I'll, she's I'll... on. Then she's on Last Christmas, which was a terrible. Netflix oh no, good. Uh, well, I, I won't watch that one. But hey, you know we love Amelia Clark. We got to give her a chance. No idea who the hell she'd be cast in, but I'm in. She was psyched too. She put a thing on her Instagram uh, account, like just basically announcing that she's been cast. And she was psyched. She said it was like a role of a lifetime. So for just like you to hear, you know, the role that she's been cast in and, and even now what secret invasion is kind of kind of turn into. I'm really excited. for. That. And and she made a post like she actually for for two years of her life. She actually wrote a comic book. So she's like oh, two years of my life. I dedicated wrote publish out. It's actually coming out soon. So I was like, wow, like this, this look at her come, coming out with her own book, jumping over to Marvel, getting a, a series, you know, good for her. Can't, can't wait to yeah. watch it. HBO is where Game of Thrones is. HBO owned by Warner Brothers, who also owns DC. But now she's going to Marvel. You'd think she'd go DC based on her relationship with HBO. But maybe she said, you fucking destroyed Daenerys. I am leaving. I yeah, am. I, I don't think, you know, a <laughs> lot of the actors and actresses like their ending. No, they were. I think one person did. And that was Bran because he had nothing to do for five seasons and he still got a paycheck. That's that's where I'm at. It's like, oh shit, I just gotta get wheeled around and be king. Fuck yeah, good thought. Good thought. How would you hate that? You know, damn. Lack of screen time, I guess. Uh, Castlevania will end with season four on Netflix, but they're looking at a new series in the same universe. And I have a theory, but I want your impressions first. I mean, I'm still sad. Uh, Obviously, it's a fantastic show. I'm obviously glad that it got signed for season four, for so it kind of gets to go out on its own. And I wouldn't be surprised if the new series is just Devil May Cry. Yes, that is my theory. You know, and hundred percent. You know, they already started with the with the same universe stuff with the animated. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So once they said that, I was like, okay, so maybe it's that. I mean, I, I thought we were going to have both and maybe crossover, or maybe eventually some characters will cross over in the Devil May Cry show. But hey, four seasons, it had a hell of a run. I I loved. I think each season as it went on, and I, I can't wait they what they bring for season one. Yeah, I think we're fully in the line that it's going to be a Devil May Cry series. The person who is producing or is in charge of this was also in charge of Devil May Cry, and there's already there's already the crossover kind of same universe stuff from an animated perspective. And so, yeah, I think we're going. I don't know if it's going to be Dante. I don't know. Maybe it's a Virgil thing. Maybe it's a V thing. I don't, could I don't be know. V. Could be Nero. Nero, there's another one. So, yeah, you're much more in the Devil May Cry lore than I am. I did not play five, four, three, two, or the second half of one. So, uh, you know, you're just you're much more Devil May Cry fan. But that's what I would assume. Netflix announces that you, which is a very popular series I liked for a couple episodes and then I was out. Very popular. The Witcher season two, sex education season three, which I'm super pumped on, and season four of Cobra Kai are all coming quarter four 2021. This begs two questions. Well, one statement, one question. Statement. Awesome that they're releasing two seasons of Cobra Kai in the same calendar year. Yeah, that's season awesome. Season three. Season three dropped January 1st, so technically 2021. That's awesome. And the other question, where's Stranger Things? Yeah, I, I think this is the hint to, that we're possibly getting that 2022 we're getting Witcher, so I'm okay. Eventually, I'm gonna I'm gonna catch up with Cobra Kai because I'm almost done my binging shows. 
So then I'll hop on to this one. But again, I you know, Netflix, they have it mapped out. Like they're not going nowhere. No. And, and see the stranger things was July 19 though. Like that's three years. If it comes out in 22, that's a long time between seasons when people are stuck at home there. I know I get it. Yeah. They're going like, to be like, make- Hey, Hey, how you doing? 16. Like, Oh shit. He hit puberty. <laughs> You're when you, when you make shows with children, yeah. they do this thing called aging. And it's just like, it was already kind of weird to see Millie Bobby Brown from season one to season three. And so, and, and even like Finn Wolfhard, you like, his voice got different. His balls have probably dropped. I don't know. They don't show that. But like, the, <laughs> it's just speculation, right? As young boys tend to do. I, I was there one day, um, just once though. And so, <laughs> it's, we're all rusty. It's been a while. People, I think I, I don't know. I got nothing. This uh, <laughs> could be my favorite episode. <laughs> I don't know. There was somebody I called myself a pervert like a month ago. So, oh my you know, dude, I that one I was crying on that one. Oh. I listened to it back recently and Stop I was like, oh tears my coming God. down. He's, he's gonna fucking shit himself when he listens back to that. Oh, there are certain times where you're ready to do a podcast, and then there are certain times where it's just Thursday at eight and you gotta go. Like that's kind of the boat we're in tonight. And we got a long we got more stuff coming your Strap way. In, brother. Three, three more stories in TV before you take over in gaming. This one's for the homeboys. Dave season two got a release date of June 16th to FXX. And then the next day on FX and Hulu, uh, Dave was a sleeper hit yeah. for me for season one. Did you loved it too, right? Yeah. Same. I, I think this is a sleeper show. Not everyone's seen. I, well, maybe not. Cause again, it, it did get a lot of views and obviously it got signed for season two. Hopefully it comes back for season three. I can't wait for him. Santino get back into trouble and I'm all for it. Yeah, Dave was was wonderful. At one point, it was my number three until some other shows just yeah. kind of bumped it. But it was so funny. I'm so excited for it to be back. I remember everything. I'm like super pumped on that. Um, I'm going to DVR on FXX because I just recently downed my Hulu subscription to the one with ads. And I will go nuts if I watch a 23-minute show with ads because that's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Season two, June 16th. That's going to take me right into Ted Lasso. So like I'm and Loki is the week before that. So like I'm good for the summer. I'm yeah. good. I got no problems. How I Met Your Mother is getting a sequel spinoff and it's called. Oh, it's by the way at Hulu. So stick with the Hulu thing. We got three straight Hulu stories. Uh, it's going to have Hillary Duff as the star. Ten episodes. How I Met Your Father. It's funny that I just, I think it was maybe last week, I finished a podcast that Andrew Santino on. I think it might have, it was him and Bobby Lee, if it was him doing a talk with um, Eddie Griffin. But um, he said he was actually, he did the pilot for How I Met Your Father, the one that actually got canceled. And he mm-hmm. said that, you know, as he was doing it, he felt like it, it just sucked. The script wasn't right. And I wondered if they just took this, retooled it. Instead of starring them guys, I think because he was a, I think it was a gay couple. It was him and somebody else, and they just kind of flipped it, changed it, and then changed it to Hillary Duff for ten episodes. I do not know the answer to that question. It's a good one. Yeah. So again, he, it, it's funny because he said it sucked. You know, he's like, you thought you'd take it. Sometimes you take stuff for a paycheck. You think it might be good. You take a shot and you do it, and it just dog shit. <laughs> like that's basically what he said. But yeah, again, yeah. I, I will hard pass this one. I don't even have Hulu. I. 
I never even watched every single episode of How I Met Your Mother. I watched a few. It was good with that I watched, but I wasn't like a, a huge fan like you were. Uh, that was my show yeah. in college. I was obsessed and watched it, I don't know, roughly, I- I'm not joking when I say 15 times all the way through 10 seasons. I mean, it was one of the shows where it was with me every night, and when I went to sleep, that's what I put on in the background. And I would watch three yeah. or four episodes. No, and, and you sleep. literally had all the DVDs to prove it in college. Uh-huh. Every single one of them. That was before streaming, ladies and gentlemen. Sam and I were college-aged before streaming. When I got Netflix, when I was a junior or a senior in college, it had a couple hundred titles, not thousands and thousands and thousands. I watched Pawn Stars the most, I would say, because I am a loser. And I admit that. And I know that. Uh, the last story we got, because, by the way, I don't give a fuck about this. I'm trying to limit my language, but this one was, uh, there was nothing you can do to make me watch this show. Nothing. This has, this has worst show of the year written all over it. Yeah. Not, don't care. Not even Pat Oswalt can save it. And I like Hillary Duff. Let's just not, let's not confuse things. Oh, you know, oh. I, I was a Lizzie McGuire fan. Kind of not really. I watched like one episode, but <laughs> point being, I don't hate her. Yeah. I just don't like the premise. This is stupid. Yeah. It's unnecessary. It's like they're remaking the wonder years. Why? It's one of the greatest shows of all time. Leave it be. It doesn't need to be touched. Yep. It doesn't. Yeah. So and after hearing uh, Andrew Santino's thing, I was like, then I saw this story. I just laughed. I was like, nah, hard pass. Next. Another another thing that you might be a hard pass on because you were before the trailer. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah, now. I was joking, basically saying the next, you know, the story of that we don't care for it. It was I made a joke about this. One. The 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 Modoc series coming to Hulu in May also got its debut trailer. Very claymation, stop motion kind yeah. of animation thing. Uh, Patton Oswalt, like you said, not even Patton Oswalt. What did you think of the Modoc? It, it, it just didn't hit for me. I, I I never gave a shit about the Modoc character growing up. Comics never. I, I I he just never hit for me. And what was shown, I don't know. I I feel like that just rinse repeat something else. I could I could watch. There's just so much stuff to watch, and I'm I, I'm I'm okay with missing this one. And again, um, I don't I, I don't even have Hulu, so and and, and I yeah, and, I, and I'm fine with it. I think that's where I'm at too. Everybody that I saw talking about this on on Twitter and on and social medias and stuff were raving about it and saying it was hilarious. I didn't find it to be very funny. I really enjoy Modoc as a character. He was also one of my mains in Marvel versus Capcom, but I I just wasn't. I do love the art style. I love the animation. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of that type of weird shit. Uh, I love that. It just didn't really seem funny or interesting. Dude, I, I, I didn't laugh. It's like a sitcom almost. He's yeah. got a family. Yeah, I, daughter I, I, I didn't like laugh me. once. I, I wasn't drawn in. I wasn't interested. And again, they had just, Iron Man. They had Iron Man. Didn't didn't think I'd see that. Yeah, but but Iron again, Man. not enough to win me over. I mean, hey, you know, I, I don't wish a show to do bad. Hopefully, it has an audience and it keeps going. But you know, this one just not my cup of tea. I generally don't wish shows to be bad unless they're How I Met Your Father. <laughs> yeah, then then uh, burn. Let me take it over in gaming. We'll start with impressions because we have demo number two of Resident Evil Village. They had the demo a couple months ago where it was just like the interactive one where you escape from a dungeon and you don't really do any fighting. This one was a 30 minute timed. So like you had an hour to play it, but you could only play it for 30 minutes. Uh, Saturday night at eight o'clock. If you miss it, you, it's out. 
And so, of course, I was rocking and ready to, to go. I played it at 8.01 to 8.31. And uh, this was the village section. So very, very reminiscent of Resident Evil 4. A lot of this game is drawing a lot of inspiration from that. But this was your first hands-on. We're talking enemies. We're talking puzzles. We're talking all those Resident Evil things that make those games great. This half-hour demo had, it had story. It had character arcs. And if you didn't get to it, you didn't get to it. You could spend the whole thing fucking exploring if you want to, or you can go right for the gusto. I chose to do about 15 minutes of exploring, 15 minutes of story. I regret it a little bit because literally in the middle of a cutscene, my half hour was up and it literally it stopped. It did not let me even finish the cutscene. They said, you're out, kid. We told you 30 minutes. Uh, they're going to do a third demo this Saturday night. So if you're hearing this in the first two days, this pod is released. You can go ahead and play the demo number three, which is the castle section of the game. Castle Dimitrescu. Uh, I'm going to they they say Dimitrice on the uh, live streams. I'm going to say Dimitrescu, but um, excited for that. That's going to be the final demo. If you miss both of those on May 1st, they're going to do eight hours. You have eight hours to download and play both of those half hour demos combined into one full hour. So it's not like you that's can pretty only cool. Play. Yeah, it's not like you can only play it uh, this Saturday night at eight o'clock. If you miss it, May 1st, you have eight hours to get in there and play for one hour and you can play both of the demos back to back. So uh, I would definitely recommend doing it because I was very on the fence about still buying this game. Happy at 60, not 70, but uh, I'm still very on the fence. Do I really want to? I love seven, but I almost I almost don't know if I want to play a Resident Evil game. And then I played this demo. I'm kind of just right there yeah i I, everything i've heard people say they said they had a blast they can't wait to play it it's it just it looks so much fun and i'm really really excited for uh just i guess to get back in the horror saddle from a gaming perspective i'm i'm pumped so i did not cancel my pre-order i did cancel the legend of zelda skyward sword um i did not have to i just actually looked back and i was like i don't kind of don't want this game so uh there's that i'm sure i'll wait for 15 years when it's on sale for 50 uh and then i'll then i'll pick it up so, yeah, it's worth it. You missed the second demo, but uh, the third one's coming up. If you missed that one, too, don't worry. May 1st, you can play both demos for one hour in an eight-hour window, if that's not confusing enough. Next up, we have our favorite, the March NPD. Top 20 selling games for the month of March. Keep in mind, as we always say, digital sales for Nintendo games and some others not included. Most of these games would be even higher. If digital sales were taken into account, let's go into it. Number 20 down from number 12 last month, FIFA 21, number 19 up from number 22, not counting digital super Mario party game came out in 2018, uh, 18 down from 13 last month, NBA 2k 21, number 17 down all the way from number five last month, Madden NFL 2021, number 16 up from number 20, Again, digital sales not included. This came out March 3rd, 2017, four plus years ago. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I guarantee you like some of that is like these heavy auction sales of these games that have been going on inherited and stuff like that going for thousands of dollars and people just kind of going back just to play play the game again. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. Switch keeps, selling. switch keeps selling and people want shit to play. That's what I, I truly think a lot of this is not new <clears throat> people just picking up a copy. I think it's people picking it up with their switches. Could be. So that's what I think. If they could find but, it. 
If number, yeah, right. Number 15, up from number 65. So it didn't even come close to charting last month, but it's all the way up to 15 this month. Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. That's our boy, that's our boy Crash. He, well, you again. know why? You, you know why he charted now this month? They released the Switch version. Ah, there you go. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. They released the Switch version. Now, to be fair, they also released the Series X and PS5 version, but they were already available on both of those consoles, the one and the and the PS4, but it was never hey, available on the any time we can get Crash on the list. That's music to my ears. It's great to see. So, shout out to Yeah, him. the fan base We're, is still there, baby. Number 14 up from number 15 last month, hanging around this kind of middle of the road is Mortal Kombat 11. Number 12, I'm sorry, number 13, up from number 19 last month. Again, digital sales not included, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Number 12, up from number 14, digital sales not included, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, December 2018. Call of Duty Modern Warfare stays at number 11. Number 10 down from number 8, Minecraft. A lot of that's the PlayStation version. Uh, Number 9, up from number 16, I wonder why, maybe because they killed him, uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, just a game I have not put into my Switch In since forever. I beat Galaxy. I beat all three of them and then just zero. I, what a disappointing collection. Uh, again, digital sales not included. Number eight, up from number 10 last month, digital sales not included, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Number seven, staying at number seven, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Number six, up from number nine, digital sales not included, Mario Kart 8. Oh, wow. Uh, Deluxe. That's awesome. I love I love yeah. that. Over 33 million. What? Even Cyberpunk sold 17. I bet you they're, now, so, granted, they're like, oh, God, thank God. We didn't even want to do this game, but thank God we did it. Cyberpunk sold 17 uh, since November, December, so in five months. But that's on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. This is just Nintendo Switch, not even the Wii U. So crazy. But I digress. Uh, again, I said that. First time I said it tonight, and it was Blink. an hour. It was an hour. I'm happy for myself. Number five, down from number four, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Number four, down from number one, uh, digital sales not included, Super Mario 3D World. Number three, new to the list, Outriders. Get a lot of press from uh, the wow. Xbox and PlayStation community. Number two, new to the list, the Switch exclusive, but digital sales are included. Monster Hunter Rise apparently sold already about 5 million copies in its like first month and a half. Crazy. Very impressive. Uh, and number one, falling from number, I'm sorry, up from number two last month, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War, Black Ops. Yeah, you figure the Modern Warfare just is getting the update yesterday, got it today. I think the next one comes another day so it only makes sense that the next game's number one it, yeah it knocked mario off of his perch i don't think pokemon snap is going to chart at number one i think it'll be probably two or three in well oh, no it comes man. out april 30th it comes out april 30th never so count out know. pokemon it'll it'll probably chart in the top 20 for april even though it'll only have one day um just because there's not a lot of games watch, out right watch now. it be like 10 in may we got resident evil and some other stuff so It'll probably chart really well, maybe number two in May, maybe three if Resident Evil beats it because uh, it's on multiple consoles. But we'll see. But yeah, that's the NPD. March killing it. PlayStation 5, however, killing the game as they have now been the fastest selling console, the PlayStation 5, in United States history in both dollar amount 
and units sold over its first four months. I mean, hey, you know, again, got to give him kudos. It, it could have been a lot better, obviously, a release, but, you know, got to give him credit. Yeah, I mean, they're doing well there from a console. I mean, they, they want to make more. They just they can't. You'd think a multi-billion dollar corporation can get chips, but uh, Microsoft's going through it. Nintendo went through it and console manufacturers are just going to go through it. It's kind of out of their control a little bit. Yeah. The Last of Us is being remade for PS5. <clears throat> There's a bigger story here. And same with the next one with Uncharted. And it's how PlayStation is looking at things like Bend, who made Days Gone. Days Gone, not a great game. Didn't love it. But they got, they pitched their sequel. They got shot down. They said, you're going to go work on an Uncharted game. They said, Okay, but we really don't want to. So after a while, Sony said, all right, you guys can go do your own thing. Like, there's a lot to unpack here. A lot of people leave in the studios. We don't want to make fucking Uncharted again. We don't want to make another remake of The Last of Us, which has already been remastered for the PS4. So it's going to be on three different generations. This is like GTA 5 level stuff. I am one that I do not need a remake of The Last of Us. It'd be cool if they remake it from the ground up. But why aren't we focusing on this PS5 patch for Last of Us 2? Like, we haven't heard a damn word. Yeah, I know, right? It's just weird to me that they're remaking this game again. I know why. I mean, it's going to be coming out right along the the series for HBO. Again, there's a method to their madness. I'll probably be a dope and pick it up and play it Me too, and I'm begrudging. And we're pissed about it because we're dopes (laughs) and we're going to do it. I know, I know. (laughs) We we know the people we are. (laughs) <laughs> this is the type of thing where like you can't get it on five. You could go buy it on four, but really that's not like stock. They don't, people don't stock the shelves with that game anymore. Cause even the remaster is fucking seven years old. So it's like, we don't like they're doing this because when people go watch that series on HBO, they're gonna be like, Holy shit, I got to go play those games. And so they're going to have a fresh new number one on the shelves. And I would assume at that point, fucking hopefully they have, uh, the the PS5 patch, you know, 4K 60 for Last of Us 2. If they're going to do this, I hope they don't just port up the old one. I hope they remake it because that could look damn pretty. I know, and, and, and it's what I'm thinking. Like, on the PS5, maybe update the, the battle mechanics a little bit. Make it like it was a yeah. second one, and it could be a great game. And include the DLC left behind. Exactly. Have everything in one. If I'm going to spend, what, 40 bucks for it, please include that. Uh, if they're going to remake it from the ground up, we're talking a 60. I'm pissed about it. First party. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's a, it's a 15 hour game. Uh, I don't know. We'll see though. We'll see. I mean, the same thing going on here with this uncharted game that, uh, you know, I'll just say they're, they're, I was, is portably. Yeah. Be working on it. Naughty dog. And that was Jason Schreier of Bloomberg. He's, he's the one who came up with this whole story about naughty dog and PlayStation and, and all this um kind of menagerie going on and and that's how it was uncovered that this last of us port or and i believe him. happening and of course and he's got no reason to not know this information and to not share it so it did get you know the real reason of the story kind of got lost in the sauce that these games have been announced and that's the, these games are not the story but of course they're exciting because we both love uncharted um i would love a new uncharted game just give me a different like angle i don't want uncharted 5 with nathan i don't so, like, so don't, you don't want Nathan at all? I would love his daughter. If he could be in it from a mentor role. He's Sully. Like that would be awesome. If he's the Sully character, Sully should be dead. 
Um, what, what you know. honestly, what I think you do one more, you give one, you give Nolan one more thing at, at, at Nathan, maybe, you know, near halfway you do that. Sully dies. Like he, he officially is dead. Then near the end of the, the game, he takes over that role. And whether his daughter, he has a son who, if it's both whoever it is, it's just, he has a, he has a daughter from Uncharted four. Yeah. So then, but but like, ha, then again, have the daughter, then him and his daughter do like Sully. Then maybe you rotate playing for the, for the sequel game. Cause if, if you make a new Uncharted five, it, you know, it's going to do well. I just don't know if like, I, I would say maybe a chapter. If you want to give people like in Joel and like last of us two, they're like, Hey, here's a little bit then go fuck yourself. Yeah. I could see it like that'd be fine. But like, they just pulled that shit. Like be clear with who we're playing as don't pull it. Like you're going to play as Joel. And then no, by the way, you're not like, or you're going to play as Nate. Like let us know, Hey, this is another Nathan story or Hey, this is a new story. Cause lost legacy was good. I don't think it was great. I don't think it was on par with really any of the other games, except maybe three. Cause three. Or two yeah, was, like, I, I would say thing. it's definitely the weakest link. Obviously it's the shortest. Well, it's I, a I, it's a half game. It's I, a half measure yeah, game. I enjoyed it's not meant it. to be a triple. I enjoyed it for what it was. Sure, I, I, you know, to me, this is going to be this Uncharted game that they're talking about. To me, is the next big Uncharted game. I don't think this is another half measure. I think we're in for a big thirty hour experience here. I just would be cool, you know. I, I think, you know, I think there's a lot of potential. I think they gave Nate a daughter on purpose. I think that there's a lot of potential for these female driven stories. We've been getting a ton of them lately. They're, they're flying off the shelves. A lot of that. I love that. It's great to see. I'm cool with it. Um, again, if he's like the mentor character, that way he's still around. I'm fine. Now we're kind of getting into last of us territory here, but, um, you know, I'm cool with it. It's uncharted. I'm going to fucking buy it. I haven't played again, uncharted I know it's uncharted. We, we, no matter what, they have our money. PlayStation is listening to the community. Yeah, they are not going to pull the PlayStation 3 and Vita uh, stores. They were. Yeah, people were pissed. Because. As they should I could, be. I could get it from the Vita perspective. 3 is kind of whatever. the console's Dude, I got my Twisted Metal 2 on my Vita. Uh, but for yeah, from a Vita perspective, I could totally understand. People are still making games for it, yeah. like actively. And so, like, what are you doing? You're shutting down the store. People are literally making games, and you're taking that away from them. They can't fucking make them anymore when you sold them a dev kit. So they they have listened to their to their constituents and to their fans, and they said, "Oh my god, we've rectified our mistake. We will not be pulling them." Uh, I mean, they're going to go right eventually. Move. It's the right move. They're going to go eventually. They had to save face with this, like. They were getting bashed and it was a bad week for them in general with all the stuff happened around the yeah. show. Um, the show is a bigger story because MLB was the one who said we're going to put it on Xbox. So like that. They kind of just said, fuck you, Sony. <laughs> Sony couldn't do anything about it. There's a lot of negative stuff happening around Sony's brand. So for them to be able to pull back the reins from a PR perspective and to give people literally what they want, just let them play their Vita games, man, because Vita has definitely that that cult following i wish i was on vita island i would love a vita my boy won't let me borrow his but that's okay ah, i'll let it go i'll let it go <laughs> aspires reportedly remaking knights of the old republic the old kotor uh the best star wars game of, of all time to many 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 people being remade from the ground up aspire is very good at doing this this is kind of what they do ports and remakes and stuff they're not as good as blue point um, but that's that's okay. Kotor coming back if it has all the functionality it did 20 years ago, which you know you think it could. Uh, there's a lot of potential for this one. 
I never played KOTOR, but this could be a good time for me to jump in. Game Pass now has over 23 million subscribers. I'm just doing the old quick mathematics. That is 2.8 billion with a B dollars per year Microsoft is making on Game Pass subscriptions alone. You now have to realize that if you have Game Pass, that means you have Xbox Live, which is another $60 per year. So now you have 23 million plus people that have that are paying $60 per year to do that. That's like what yeah. are we doing here? That they, they, they can pay back. The money. They can pay back that seven point five billion dollar purchase of Bethesda within three years of just Game Pass money. That's yeah, not even ju- Microsoft yeah, fuck that. you money. That's mad. Microsoft has so much fuck you money. It's crazy. <laughs> Resident Evil Four is headed to VR. We saw RE Seven was in VR, and people loved the experience. So Oculus, the Facebook team is taking Resident Evil 4 and turning it into VR, first-person perspective, like crazy. They did a reveal of it during the Resident Evil showcase last week, but then on top of that, they just did a six-minute gameplay blowout during an Oculus stream over the week. I think it was Wednesday, maybe Tuesday. So in the last couple days, man, it looks so much fun. If I had an Oculus Quest 2, this would be the game I buy it for. I would love to play RE4 in VR. Oh, well, that's good to hear. I, I didn't think you'd swing that way. Oh, man, this would be it. This is a VR seller for me, man. I would yeah. love it. The, the one I thought would be swinging your way is the last story. The next Bioshock game will reportedly be open world. Yeah, this is a huge turnoff. I'm I'm so disappointed. Yeah, I was gonna, I was like, he, he did like Legends of, you know, he liked Ghost. So maybe he's a fan of this. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it's a cool open world game every now and again. I just okay. don't. Okay, it's fair. Them. Fair. I, you know, you know me. I don't gotta go into this shtick a million times. I have such limited time, right, to play video games yeah. that I don't want to spend sixty hours in one. I want a linear story that'll be somewhere between ten to thirty hours max where I can go and play and not have to worry about where the fuck am I? What am I doing? How many side quests do I have active? My anxiety is how high it's Bioshock. Bioshock presented a linear game in like made you think it was open worldish because kind of rapture was like opened up, but really it wasn't. It was a linear style game. And those games are so brilliant because of the aesthetic, because of the worlds you build a giant open world. You're losing that like suffocating corridor wonderful experience that the bioshock games give you no to open world bioshock terrible idea it's not what anybody that has ever loved a bioshock game once and i can i truly hope that i'm wrong and i eat my words and it's fantastic it's just boy it's a new team yeah. it's not ken levine and now it's open world that's over three and we still don't know shit about it. I I hope you like it because I know how much you really love this franchise. Bioshock is my favorite game of all yeah. time. It is the best shit I've still to this day ever played. Infinite's fantastic. Two is over or underrated. The DLC is great. Come on, Bioshock. Stick this landing. Hopefully I love it. But I would have just been so happy with a 30-hour, 20-hour linear story. It just would have been perfect. But, yeah. You know. It is what it is, I guess. And our top three this week is going to be top three 
favorite boss battles. I want to let you start because this was your idea for a top three, and I loved it, and I'm excited to hear who's on your list. Let's let's get your three. I, I mean, I, my number three, I don't know if you accept it. Um, I don't know. This just kind of meant, I guess, me growing up. I went with Mewtwo. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Um, it doesn't have to be a final boss and a hey, legendary. To, to me, Mewtwo to me as a kid was the end game. It was after you beat all the gyms, you beat Elite Four, you're at what Cerulean Cave at the end of it. Yeah. There's Mewtwo, you know, and he's level seventy. Yeah, he's level, level 70. seventy. You you know again, I, but I usually use my Master Ball. I usually grab one of the legendaries. So I'm battling him for an hour trying to get you know get him in an ultra ball so trying to keep him alive throwing 500,000 ultra balls at him to me he was like that final boss battle that i was just so excited for i wanted to get mewtwo mewtwo was a big deal in 96 when pokemon red was out and uh i don't know i feel like i had to go with mewtwo as my number three i accept it it doesn't have to be a final boss battle and i would say a legendary is a boss because it's not it's a hard mother effort so yeah i'm i'm in on that so that's that's a good one. I was hoping you'd have something like that as your. Favorite. I got to throw a little wrench in every now and again. My number three is Bowser, but specifically from Super Mario Brothers one. Every he, you have to battle him. The axis. Eight, <laughs> yes, eight different times uh, throughout the game. Eight at the fourth level of every world, he gets progressively harder. They add axes and I get that. I get that. All of it, but. The real reason why he is my number three over my number. Well, I'm not going to say I don't want to do the thing where we just add a four. I had a f- one that I was like convinced. I was like, you know what? Bowser has ended more speed runs for me <laughs> and has caused me more frustration yeah, and pain yeah, yeah. than almost any boss ever. For that reason alone, I don't have a faster PB because of Bowser. I got a perfect run going to eight four and that mother effer throws a hammer and I die. Because of that, Bowser, you're my number three boss battle. I, 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 of course, it, it's Super Mario related. My number two, I went Final Fantasy VII. Was it Sephiroth, Sephiroth. or the or I, the yeah. elements? No, it, it, it's Sephiroth. I mean, he's 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 badass. I mean, when, when you when you're battle him, at least in the remake, I, I had a, so much freaking fun battling him. I actually battled him three times just because I, I liked it so much just you know the build up him in a cloud he kicks the shit out of you and lets you live and you know we have to wait for this other one it just kept me going kept me wanting more again even the og version you you, you played 17 discs to get to him so i mean i absolutely <laughs> lo- love the game love the franchise can't wait for the next one yeah i stopped playing the remake um oh. right after the, like an hour or so after the house, I was, fight, I was I, even when I knew you were going to play. Like in my head, I'm like, man, he, just for him to beat that, he needs like thirty plus hours. Like it, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to put in the one game. And I just I just switched off to Ratchet and Clank, and I beat that in ten. And I was like, what a what a great game. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm, I, I'm glad I did this. <laughs> what a Ratchet and Clank 2016 on PS4 is phenomenal. Yeah, I just started Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I'm like. 30 minutes into it i had to, i was falling asleep it was so late when i started and i was like i don't have it in me um but snap snap comes out next week so like there goes all my time my number two and this is specifically again from a certain title in the franchise shao khan from mortal kombat mm. but but mortal kombat 2 not even his appearance in three three he was a little bit more manageable two he was so cheap 
and so mm. difficult. And Mortal Kombat 2, to me, is the hardest <clears throat> of the Mortal Kombat games in general. You had Kitaro, uh, Kintaro before him, who was extremely difficult. Uh, the little Tiger Goro guy. And then you got Shao Kahn, who was just, oh, yeah, let me shoulder bash you 73 times. Let me not, you're not going to get up. I'm going to tell you you suck while you're down. And then I'm going to stomp you. And then I'm going to do the upcharged knee thing. I'm going to turn green. Man, he was so difficult and so frustrating. I must have started over a billion times. But when I finally beat his ass, it was so rewarding. But I'm talking Shao Kahn, Mortal Kombat 2 specifically. Nah, I mean, you can't go wrong. That's OG right there. My number one, Devil May Cry 3, Dante's Awakening. You battle Virgil. Yeah, you, yeah you, that's you, that's on a lot of lists. You battle his, his yeah. older brother who's just like this stoic guy who's real serious. And you and like you said, with, with Bowser, you battle what, eight times? Uh-huh. Virgil, you battle him three times. And like Bowser, he gets harder each and every time. And I think one of the main reasons that this is probably was my favorite is I beat him on Dante Must Die mode. And if, yeah. you, if you ever played Devil May Cry, especially Devil May Cry 3 on, on Dante Must Die mode, it's hard as shit to the, the level. So to get all the way to what I think it was mission 19 or 20, I forget, to get there and beat it. I, th- I know me and Mati were like doing it closely at the same time. I, I don't know if he actually ever beat him, but I know it took me like an hour. <laughs> just to you know beat him he he was tough it might even take it's, it's been a little bit might even been longer an hour but i remember he being tough as shit but that satisfaction that joy you get when you beat that final boss battle oh god i was elated it, it twisted metal was probably my number four there was like i used to love battle and minion and, and dark tooth battles like that but th- these ones just kind of i stuck out the most to me and i had to go with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh i also have a very very nostalgic um, what's face uh, number one and if you know me at all like you can absolutely see it a mile away it's the champion blue from the original Pokemon games uh, after you beat the Elite Four you think the game is I, done. I love that we both went Pokemon you think the game is over and you're going to get to the Hall of Fame and no you get to the final room and there's your rival blue or as you, I named him Gary Sometimes I named him Sam. Like I named him a lot of different things. Uh, so like that was such a crazy experience. I'm like, I'm not done. My team is decimated. And this guy is going to go in with a level 61 Pidgeot, a level 59 Alakazam, a level 61 Rhydon, a level 63 Arcanine, a level 61 Gyarados. Uh, I think in there. Uh, he's got a team with an executor in there too. It depends on who you chose as your starter. Uh, now I'm a Squirtle guy, so if for me it was a level 63 Arcanine, a level 61 Gyarados, and a level 65 Venusaur. Like, what a fucking team! Yeah, uh, he's stacked. He is, and you have to at that point. Like for me, I was Alakazam all day. Psychic types are so overpowered in Gen One. I had. Probably two of the three birds. I probably had Zapdos and Articuno uh, on my team. I definitely still had my starter. I probably had a Scyther, even though he sucked. I just liked him. Even though he was dead on the bench. He was just the worst (laughs) ever. And uh, probably like a Raichu. I I don't know. I I was a Raichu guy. So, yeah, that that was that, man. Blue, such a hard battle. His Gyarados is such a bitch. He's such a little bitch. Them Hydro Pumps. 
And like he's got he's got what's a face? Um, he's got Dragon Rage, Hydro Pump, Hyper Beam. He's got Hyper Beam. Yeah, you get Hyper Beam, but he, they get that recharge though. So like it's crazy, and like you think, oh, he's a Water type, so Grass types are super effective. Not on Gyarados, you have to have the Electric type. So Zapdos was a must, or Raichu. Yeah, I was just saying that like, makes sense. Electric Raichu. Yeah. Oh my god, man! Like it was such a tough battle, and I just loved it so much. And like. Now it's kind of expected when you beat Delete Four, you have to fight the champion, but that started it all. Yeah. So that to me was my number one favorite boss battle of all time. Oh, dude, that's awesome. I'm glad we did that list. That was fun. That was a fun one. Thank you so much for coming up with that one. But in the music section, just one quick story and then we'll go into a Lego story. Hot Mulligan. The only reason they're on this pod right now is because they were my number two album of last year. You have to go listen to it. It's called You'll Be Fine. Fantastic music. I promise you. They dropped a new single. And it is fan-fucking-tastic. It's called Pop Shove It uh, Hall of Meat, I believe is the is the uh, full title. And I love the skateboarding references there. Um, but they also announced their new EP, I Won't Reach Out to You. And it's going to be out next month, May 28th. Their new single, Slaps. It is definitely different than You'll Be Fine. A completely different style for Tades and Chris. Did not expect that vocal style. I was kind of looking for more of the raspy Tades stuff. Didn't get a lot of that in this new single, but it flows very very well it's still a phenomenal track i'm very excited for i won't reach out to you you best believe i'm going to be gushing about that ep when it drops at the end of may but our final story in lego mario not the only brother to get that that's borat to get the lego (laughs) (laughs) i knew i was gonna love this episode (laughs) i went italian i went into it with the italian but i went out there with the borat Oh, like that should have been our close. That should have been the close of the show. Good night. Fuck it. We got Luigi Lego. It's coming out soon. Pre-order it now. Sam, what's your weekly water spotlight? That was my favorite story. <laughs> oh, my weekly water this week. I actually, dude, this game actually took me like over two years to find. This is Batman Vengeance for the PlayStation Two. Like you always like you still see this game pop up for GameCube, you see it pop up for Xbox, but for some reason, even Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, you see it, but for some reason, PS2, it just never pops up. Huge shout out to the man behind the Red Hood on Instagram, Rob, for for hooking me up with this. As soon as he posted this and you know a bunch of other games he got from Wada, I, I picked it up immediately before anyone even jumped on it. And as soon as I bought it, claimed it. I think not five minutes later, someone like, damn, I, I just missed it. It it, it it just doesn't pop up. There's literally none for sale. I looked. This came out in 2001, published by Ubisoft. This is a 9.6 A-plus seal. This is based off the television series, The New Batman Adventures. And most of the voice actors reprise the role. You know, Mark, Mark Hamill, Kevin Conroy, Michael Ansaria as uh, Mr. Freeze, my boy. And, you know, this... This basically takes place like Joker's apparent death and um, Batman, you know, doing detective work, trying to figure out if he's still alive because he kind of falls off a bridge, Joker, and he thinks he's still alive. And during that investigation, he runs into Mr. Freeze and, you know, Harley Quinn's in it. Then in the end, again, just like the Dark Knight, uh, Jim Gordon thinks Batman's up to something. He sends people after him. And I actually, I actually really enjoyed this game. I liked all the Batman games that came out for PlayStation 2. Um, IGN actually gave this an 8 out of 10. Game Informer gave it a 7 out of 10. GameSpot gave it a 7.4 out of 10. So it was, it was decently received. By the end of March 2002, sales surpassed 670,000 copies. 
Mm. So that's you know it, that's impressive. Again, and this is with this is with the is, first. Oh, is it again, multi? It, it was multi plat though. No, no, no. Just... This one was only one player. No, no, multi plat like platform. Like it was on more than just PlayStation. Oh so yeah, PlayStation Game... Two, Game Boy Advance, GameCube, Xbox, Microsoft Windows. But for whatever reason, yeah. sealed well, versions of PS Two be... aren't. I, 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 you just don't see them. To be fair, I know six hundred seventy thousand is not very impressive, but. At that time in the PlayStation 2 era, superheroes were not popular like they are today. That's what I'm saying. 2001, like, dude, well, you know, I was in. Nobody gave a shit. There I was wasn't in an MCU. There wasn't, there wasn't really anything to go on then. I mean, you had like the 89 Batman movies. No, dude, like oh, this okay. just went on the hype of the end. Like, oh, who, the fan of the animated, the animated show will we'll watch this right. or play this. Right. And, you know, it obviously did good to get a sequel because the sequel was Batman Rise of Tin Sal. That came out in 2003. So it did mm-hmm. enough to get a sequel. Yeah. So I'm like I'm ecstatic to get this. Like I've I've never I've only seen I know our, our boy Dom Dominator Comics on IG. He's got a sealed copy. I believe he said it in the Wada. I wonder if he if he got a nine eight if he would trade me. Probably not. You asked it. But <laughs> but again, it, it's an awesome game. Shoot shout out to the man again, the man behind the Red Hood for for hooking me up because you know again I I need this to include my Batman animated series sealed game collection. Still hunting that Game Boy. Batman animated series. So if anyone has a sealed copy, please reach out to me on Stampede to fifteen eighty nine. But that was your weekly WADA, Batman Vengeance. Two final thoughts before we wrap up. One, I uh, just went on my Twitter and I have a mention that I need to read to you okay. and all the listeners because it's very relevant to this podcast. Okay. Uh, so next week, we're going to be doing the show a day early. We're going to be recording on Wednesday. It is now. Oh, yeah, we are. Holy crap. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, it is now finalized that Thursday night I'm going to be making my triumphant return to the War Room, War Room Philly. Our friends Anthony and Keith hey. did a great job talking sports. But next Thursday night is the NFL draft. So just like last year, we did a draft special. The three of us, we're going to be doing another draft special where we watch it along with you and do our live reactions to every pick. We do predictions. We do reactions. All of it. It's a long night. The next morning, I got an 8 o'clock doctor's appointment and it's Pokemon Snap Day. It's just going to be a long it's one. It's going to be a long couple of days. Real fucking long. But uh, I got to mention, they announced it, I believe, last week, but they went final with it tonight. And uh, there was there was some funny shit because apparently I have a new nickname. So I got an at from War Room Keith, who's one of the hosts. And he said, Nintendo, fair warning. After this week's episode of the War Room, finalized, uh, we finalized your new nickname. You are now Greg Thick Cheese Hall. <laughs> Because the damn that. Snyder, the Snyder cut has the thickest oh, cheese. Oh, that is that is, that is a good one, guys. I love that nickname. So thank you to our listeners who uh, apparently listen enough to know that I think that that is the sickest, thickest cheese on the planet, <laughs> and it's now making its way into other universes. We now have a, a universe. It's the War Room uh, We Pod universe. There, so shout out to those guys. I'm psyched to go on the show. The other re, uh, other final thought is. I think the reason I haven't watched wrestle like wrestling in forever, don't like it anymore, didn't even watch Mania, and I always watch Mania, is social media is killing wrestling for me. It's killed it. Um, from WWE and AEW posting spoilers of who won right after the match. Yeah. If I miss it, then I don't need to watch it yeah. um, because it's boring. From the characters going in and out of character on Twitter where their damn names are the real names for their at, but then like – they're whatever is yeah, there. Sometimes they're them. Sometimes they're the Yeah. Yeah. I get it's it. It's like kayfabe is dead on social media. So I can't stand that. And then the marks, the people that just take it way too damn seriously. Guys, 
Alexa Bliss made a comment on Instagram, made a post, and it made no sense. I made a joke in the comments as we podcast and we know things. Making a joke like, hmm, this doesn't make sense. I even put emojis. Like, How serious could you take that? Well, she responded to that comment. And she said, it's the principle of the thing. Fine, Alexa. I appreciate that response. You didn't have to do it. But oh my God, did every boy that wants to bang her just like jump to her defense and just shit down my throat. Stupid handle, stupid podcast. Yeah, I was like, man, I have to waste my time to read your handle. I was like. Damn. You don't talk to my Alexa like that. Like, bro, she's with Ryan Cabrera. She ain't leaving him for you. Yeah, he's worth I a promise. gajillion dollars. <laughs> I promise. Uh, it was it was horrible. And like, it's still rolling in. As of less than an hour ago, I got somebody else who says, I don't like water, but I drink that. I think that answers you. Bro, I wasn't fucking being yeah, I know. serious. It's like, On chill, guys. That, take a step back. Put the that, phone down. Go, go, go outside. Go, go look at the sky. Just, just chill out. I can't stand the people that over that make wrestling way too serious. Like, enjoy it. It's cheap entertainment. It's yeah. fine. It's fun. But like, that's the reason I think I'm out uh, on wrestling. I just have no interest. Oh, dude, in, I, like, I can't believe. Oh, dude, I still got to see that Stone Cold doc. I heard it was great. The one with the doc or the interview with Jericho. I, I thought I heard it was. The, I mean, I'm sure both are fantastic. But yeah, I haven't watched a damn thing. And like Peacock I. has the network now. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. It's, I know I'm going to love it because I, lo- I love Stone Cold. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, that's that's those are some final thoughts for you. Thick Cheese and Alexa Bliss somehow made our, <laughs> their way into that. this podcast. Think so, about again, that. Hey, listen, and, and I appreciate her for taking the time to respond to my comment. She did not have to do yeah, that. She's, so shout she's, out to her. She's a sweetheart. Shout out to her. But man, all the, the dudes that are in there just thirsty as hell. Just like, yeah. just let it go. Chill, guys. Like, there were some people in there that I will say that agreed and uh, were making fun. No, no, of you, dude, you actually got some likes from people that agree what you said. So, yeah. And they they made funny jokes back because they understood it was sarcasm. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't, I wasn't serious. I wasn't like a wrestling storyline didn't make sense. Oh, my God. Guys, we all know. None of them do. <laughs> anyway, that was it for episode 233. Thanks for hanging around. Next week, we'll talk about Falcon of the Winter Soldier series impressions. We're going to talk about Mortal Kombat spoiler-free impressions. Can't wait to do all that on 234. So we'll see you then next week for episode 234. Again, happy 28th birthday, Nico. Check out his podcast, Tales from the Abyss.